Hello everyone. What's up, ballers? We've come back after quite some time, uh, taken a break, and we are back today. And hello to the uh, panelists. We got Nihar, Jehan, and Shubham, and myself, Lokesh, today. And we shall be kicking off our uh, topic for the day. And we shall be starting with the most uh, favorite league of all, the English Premier League, and. Just talking about uh, what's happened so far, and we shall get to uh, the teams individually as well. So, let's just uh, have a quick uh, opinion on uh, you know what uh, everyone feels about uh, the Premier League so far in the seven game weeks. Let's see. Let's start with Jehan. How are you enjoying, uh, United fan? Uh... Yeah, I was. I mean, the start was good. I mean, just a draw against Southampton. I thought we are doing really well, but later mm-hmm. on, I don't know. After a downfall, and suddenly we like it was similar to the twenty nineteen start we had. Like, if you remember, we had a four nil win against uh, Chelsea, and we had mm-hmm. a two so one or two more overpowered like games, and then all of a sudden there was a big downfall. So similarly, it happened this year also. Like. We had a good uh, nine. We scored nine goals in two games, and suddenly it is uh, we are going at a downfall. Like we are struggling to even score one goal now. So, Correct. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's like fun, but yeah, the consistency is back, and I think uh, there are big six also dropping points at some stage. So it is making the league more fun and interesting now because all every like Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, everybody is dropping points. At the wrong time, and as as everyone else, so it is perfectly balanced. I would say. I mean, it is. I mean, United not at taking advantage of it is a different thing, but I can say each team would be thinking the same out of it. Like Chelsea must be thinking the same, or City must be thinking the same somewhere and somewhere. But eventually, as we know, when as the team and like the league progresses, I guess City, as we know how they are and how they perform. They completely go at a rampage mode, like go at twenty and twenty-one wins in a row, and then they just. It just evaporate in the air, and they leave no one like they are, they they show no mercy, absolute no mercy. Because you know the uh, one thing I have noticed about City is <clears throat> they kill games in the first half itself, and I mean they give no chance to the opponents, like scoring four goals or five goals in the first half and just settle back. And this, so that's there's no stopping them. Yeah, so I guess still it's competitive so far according to me. It's anyone's league right now. I will not say comment anyone who will be the favorite or no, but it's anybody's yeah, league yeah, right that's now. That's very far off, I think. Uh, I think we can get there once we get to the like say December or uh, January phase. But anyways, okay, nice. Let's listen from Nihar now. What do you make of the seven game weeks? Well, you know, it's pretty contrasting actually, as uh, Jian properly mentioned that big teams are dropping points here and there. Well, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Chelsea looks uh, tough, you know, not to crack now, and Liverpool is having that stability. And what a game we had last weekend with City at Anfield. And United, though, I really feel sad for the United fans. I mean, what else can they expect? I mean, Ronaldo is not, you know, he didn't bring Ronaldo to save you every time. No, Ronaldo mm-hmm. is someone, you know, who you have to use him. I mean, he's in the last phase of his, you know, career, right? You got to use him to his yes. best, but don't do what Juventus did. They were like that. I guess one of the Juventus players, senior players, told that just because Ronaldo was saving them, the players became lethargic or something. Like 
fuck it ronaldo will do something that's what the attitude should be i mean he's not getting any more younger yeah. and he's playing in a physical I mean, a league which is more physical than any other league i guess united yeah. should change their approach and i really think oles days are numbered considering that they really have a tough two months ahead i mean considering that united didn't actually play any of the power weights till now and coming mm-hmm. to the city i think they already played thrice away i mean the biggest the toughest games this season away in a span of one week uh, at london versus chelsea and at anfield and they came away with four points i mean that's impressive okay. for them anyway because i mean see you got to accept it playing at anfield will be daunting away yeah it got to be daunting and city somehow managed to steal a point from the well again the league is pretty much poised now and it is sure to be you know have an interesting ending if the things go by just like how it is going but as a mm-hmm. jan also said city can go on that rampage run of 2021 win there is no stopping them there. they do have a pretty sick uh, squad depth and i really feel sad for liverpool here because their african players they will be losing on them okay shubham what have you made of it i mean yeah uh, we have all spoken about the winners and the teams who, which are playing well but i really want to stress about the teams which are not playing well so uh, okay. southampton burnley newcastle and norwich are yet to open their account so yeah. i mean it's high time uh, it has been around seven games they at least get one win and especially with uh, newcastle the new funding which is coming in and if they get relegated i don't know what they will do with that funding so mbappe is not going to come uh, to play in the second division for sure <laughs> neither haland so <laughs> um yeah they should up their game for sure uh, coming to leeds as well just one win out of the seven games and yeah mm-hmm. if uh, the pr of leeds united and maslow bielsa does not save them i don't know what will uh, but uh, if you know, you are only getting one win out of seven games uh, you have to perform pr will not work this time so yeah okay. that's what i think about premier league at this point of time yeah good point uh, you touched upon there with uh... Newcastle, Norwich, uh, Southampton, and Leeds. These are all Southampton and Leeds are all good teams uh, actually, and it's hard to see them struggle uh, so much. And um, even Wolves actually, I feel bad for Wolves also. They have been playing very well, but they're just not able to score. Uh, but finally, yeah. I think uh, this with this player called uh, mm-hmm. Hongi Chan, he seems to be a start to look out for he's kind of changed their fortunes and they've started to score goals imines is kind of back uh, in form he's kind of scoring so yeah i think it's a good uh, start to the season and i'm actually very surprised with brentford uh, we've seen usually that uh, teams coming up from the second division they do play well uh, we saw it with leeds also last season they were like uh, you know this breath of fresh uh, air and energy and brentford are doing the same uh, this time and they're sitting 7th they're like literally doing very very good huh? they're ahead of tottenham west ham uh, aston villa also aston villa is struggling so it again seems to be a very uh, what can we say a very uh, uneven or uh, unpredictable uh, kind of league is kind of shaping up and a lot of people losing points a lot of people uh, gaining points uh, chelsea seem to be a uh, very strong um, they see, they seem to be the team to beat actually very difficult to beat them at the moment 
लिवरपूल एंड सिटी वी ऑल नो दे वेरी स्ट्रॉन्ग एज निहार एंड जहान राइटली मैं Man City can uh, just run away later on. We have seen them start slow, but uh, they can go on. But okay, let's focus a little bit on uh, the big teams and uh, let's focus on United uh, per se for now. Uh, they seem to be uh, this uneven uh, team or like you know this unbalanced team. Uh, what what is the issues with uh, United? Uh, Jehan, let's hear from uh, you first. Why are they still struggling? What do you think or make of it? See, the problem with United right now is uh, I will not completely blame Ole in this, but I will partially blame him because the kind of a midfield we have, and uh, like starting off Fred, you know, making over and over the same mistakes, which cost us the goals and points, and unfortunately, you know, these silly, silly mistakes are costing us. uh titles like which other teams are rectifying so what the problem is like okay you play fred we don't if we didn't have an option it was a different thing but we have such a eventful midfielder on the bench tony vanderbeek he's absolutely being wasted we in fact even saw his frustration of how he was uh, furious and he was not allowed to play for even a minute in the champions league against villarreal i mean he literally uh, threw that chewing gum and all on the floor and what not he did but it is it was really a question mark as to why he was he even bought to united if he is and and the second uh, thing which like drives me crazy is like when he was when he wanted to leave either on loan or even on permanent the ole wasn't allowing him to leave so it yeah, was right. just very surprising yeah it was really very really really surprising and yeah so i think uh, midfield is getting a bit uh, haywire because uh fred is costing us a lot and cdm is needed badly because matic is a bit slower we can't really blame and if donny vanderbeek is not in the united's like squad list so i don't think he should be staying or like that poor guy so needs do, to start game question here uh, jehan one second yeah so why do you need a a quick uh, like a center back or say cdm like a, a matic why do you need a quick I will not say a quick. I will not say a quick CDM. I will say a proper CDM like you know Angolo Kante, who can balance the, the side, who can okay. make sure. Yeah, he he knows how to. He knows where to pass. He knows when to take runs. He avoids mistakes. If you see Fred's errors and compare it to Angolo Kante, it will be like ninety percent to like I can say almost ten percent. That will be the ratio. You see the times of missed passes. You see the amount of shots on shots off target rather. Fred has almost 220 shots off target in the last three seasons, <laughs> oh, which is no. like a yeah almost 220 shots <laughs> off target, and when you don't even attempt, nice. yeah. So you know that these things matter, and you know we've seen how Vanderbeek plays in Ajax. Also, we've seen how he play, how he played. He dominated Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. He dominated Juventus at the Lions Arena. And he's he's dominate he's dominated with the national team as well. And unfortunately, due to the lack of minutes, he's getting like over here, and due to that, he's like not even being selected for the national team. That's really unfortunate. No, he's he's dominating the bench, man. He's I'm, dominating the bench. That's really Sorry, that's uh, really something sad. Yeah. Just a question to you, Jan. Do you think uh, Van de Beek can be United's uh, answer to solve the midfield uh, problem? Right now, yes. right now, right now, right now, we, 
right now right as for right now we didn't go for a proper cdm so yes why not try donny vanderbeck he's quick he's pacey he knows in and out and how how many ever games he started or played so far we have seen how he's played he's been absolutely brilliant i mean the 0-1 loss to west ham in the carabao cup also the like united like it was not that the united played bad or anything but we had seen really really influential performance from vanderbeck and he was like literally the man of the match with, for that uh, game and so we see in the little time he gets he gives his 200% so i really really don't i really like see like why does ole does repeat the same mistakes over and over again which is costing us the title which is costing us games and like it's really unfortunate like i think if these things go like this and if you are dropping points i mean it's back to europa league and i guess the sack is on the way soon <laughs> and of course the substitutes he makes are too too late like he needs to make quick substitutions mm-hmm. he needs to react quickly he needs to react quickly you can't expect a player to just come in the 80th 85th minute and just change the game around you need to make some quick decisions correct uh, okay let's uh, let's hear from uh, nihar Uh, what do you make of uh, united's inconsistency mm. apart okay let's we have heard of uh, midfield uh, problem do you see anything else the midfield is one thing and even sancho has to fire so he needs some minutes and the defense is pretty good according to me i mean one of the best in the league and even in the world i mean mm. if you keep it on the paper i mean the center back pairing of harry maguire and rafael varane i mean what a pairing it is and even the right and left backs are pretty good uh, barring fred to an extent if you want to name the weak link But apart from that, yeah, I mean Ronaldo is a striker. He gets you the goals, man. I mean he literally got you the goals. I mean that's what he was signed for, and he's proving his worth. And it's time for the, you know, players and all to step up and uh, prove that. See, because last two years United were actually not very active in the transfer market, but this time they actually made a very good amount of signings, barring the CDM position where they were in talks with Ruben Neves and uh, Kamavanga before Neves chose to stay back at Wolves and Kamavanga moving to Real. Well, unfortunately, they couldn't get hold of any. I mean, as highlighted by Jihan, that's the problem uh, we are talking about, where they need a world-class CDM, and that is required actually. So mm. yeah, but sadly, Ole is I think is on borrowed time right now. I mean, I don't think so. He can escape his wrath because few years they were trusting him because they, the management didn't spend much. But now though, they really got hold of a very good squad. To be precise, the third uh, costliest squad in the entire world after uh, Manchester City and PSG. so having a squad of more than 950 million worth and not winning anything is not going to look good at all especially for one of the biggest clubs in the world so i think ole is on borrowed time for sure and i think it's the right time to snap uh, zidane or conte if they are willing to come because right now united needs okay. to concentrate on trophies okay on that note we'll go to shubham but uh, i'll tell you something shubham um United board have just given Mike Phelan a new contract and they're giving Michael Carrick and uh, Kyron McKenna the backroom staff uh, a new contract extension as well so it doesn't seem like they're going to sack Ole or his uh, backroom staff what do you make of United uh, knowing that aspect now you have just brought it to light so i was not knowing that so thank you for that so that really changes the complexity of things i mean see if the management is not going then uh, either he has to change the tactics or the players need to step up so i think uh, nihar has told about uh, sancho being stepping up his game 
so i mean mm-hmm. historically it has been pretty tough from a player coming from bundesliga and starting to perform in premier league right away so mm-hmm. in the previous year we have seen timo werner failing and uh, even kai havertz started firing late in the season right initial days he was given put on the bench and all that so i mean people mm-hmm. should uh, the fans should have patience with the team and the management they have so they have shown faith in ole for like last 4 to 5 years so mm-hmm. i mean so yeah why not with a stable team give him one or two year more why not i mean right. he knows the club inside out so why not give him an extended run and this mm-hmm. it's just a seven game at this moment and a, i think one or two bad performance in ucl as well and they will mm-hmm. get through everyone knows they will get through in the ucl and everyone knows they will not go beyond the top 4 in the <laughs> premier league as well at least till mm-hmm. december right they won't go to 6th and 7th they at least stay in top 4 and after december the dynamics change we all know that how the dynamics change and people get mm-hmm. go on a very big run from there so i mean if the staff has to stay players have to step up their game and the management as well so they need to change the tactics i think everything will be good so there's no need to panic at any point of time everything will be good at united uh, good things are happening uh, from the outside as well as inside okay well uh, on that note no i would like to put in a suggestion as such uh, because olegana solsha was bought in as an interim manager and uh, he did well so they thought why not give him an extended run <clears throat> and then they have backed him they have bought in players he has done more good off the field in terms of stabilizing the club in terms of uh, getting say high profile uh, players like pogba or uh, david de gea to stay in the team and uh, perform consistently and also the problems that united is facing off the field in terms of boardroom in terms of the owners in terms of transfers he sorted off field problems a lot but he's not been solving problems on the field it's still the same old 4231 a uh, system should be played uh, they're kind of starting off slow or they're playing inconsistently uh, like you know they play very well for two games and then they lose to young boys come on that was just not acceptable to lose to young boys in a champions league uh, match right even though uh, say for whatever reason so why not move ole to a backroom staff have him say as a technical director or uh, say in terms of let him uh, head the uh, transfers or let him head the b team coach and they should be getting someone who has the mentality to get things right on the field what do you think about that let's hear from nihar uh, first on this you know it's uh, literally impossible for a manager to go you know and be the b team's manager after coaching practice 3 years I mean, either he's going to stay or he's going to leave. But uh, bringing him as a technical director might happen, but not no after ten years or something. But not that this immediately, because whenever the sack yeah, is around, it's not happened. I know it's not happened or it's not the norm. But then as a solution okay, so, to things, because so I'll tell you instead of telling uh, instead of board telling Ole to fuck off, they are going to tell him please fuck off, right? I mean, it's that way indirectly. So they're not going to do that, and obviously he's not going to accept that. but yeah i mean whatever you said actually have valid points i mean he did stabilize the club i mean it was a chaos when mourinho left and he did bring some stability mm-hmm. to the club and yeah off pitch 
it was going good but you know there is some missing factor i mean able, able to do, go deep into the tournament or he was pretty unlucky in the europa final last time when I mean, who would have expected he had to miss the penalty kick I mean, who would have expected him to kick anyway he was pretty unlucky maybe that europa trophy would have you know gave uh, warranted his future for at least a year but that didn't happen yeah. but yeah I mean, so. there is something missing in him and frankly speaking uh, no offense against him but he's pretty not experienced i mean he got relegated from premier league to before going on to norway uh, managing molde mm-hmm. as you now coming back here well, experience matters yeah, but he's I won with molde he's won two championships with molde two oh. or three i'm not sure but ah, he's see, won with molde you didn't hear my complete sentence i said one of the biggest clubs in the world uh, united so yeah there is something yet to learn and he didn't do that maybe oh, no, not now so he should go maybe he come back in 5 years once he is uh, complete or uh, more experienced okay but overall a great lad for them okay but again as you told uh, i don't think he can come back 5 years later but okay let's hear from uh, jehan uh, on this points continuing like you know why is he not able to correct on field uh, say inconsistencies or why isn't he able to get the team motivated enough he's still telling things like he used to tell in the first year uh, you know we need to be more ruthless we need to come back stronger why is he still telling that it's he's in the third year now jehan i feel you know what he's trying a lot of like experiments still like he still feels he's in his first year of interim managerial mm-hmm. career and uh, because we had seen like it was a very sparky start like like remember still remember that first game he took charge like in as an interim manager against cardiff and the first time united scored five goals after since sir alex retired so mm-hmm. that kind of a season and we had got to off to a very good start and suddenly if if you see there was a span like a drop in thing when he was made up uh, like a manager permanent manager like there was a dip in form when united had not won a single away game since around 8 or 9 months so yeah, yeah so he still he he's experimenting a lot with the squad and uh, maybe he's still figuring out he like by sticking to the same 11 like till 70 and 80 minutes and then bringing on his main players and thinking to change the game and those Eighty, like in ten minutes, twelve minutes, that it doesn't work that way in United. You need to think rightly, and as Sir Alex Ferguson always says, you need to start the best eleven, whatever you have. You can't really keep them on the bench, and that I don't know is still not clicking too early, I guess. And he is still stuck doing the same mistake over and over again by starting uh, Fred, and you know, you like he whatever he's doing with Martial, I really appreciate it, like. is benching him for three four games and making him play a one two games like his game is getting improved so he could do that same with fred he could give vanderbeek four five games he could give fred a one two games in between and then again go back to vanderbeek like that it would it would really make a lot of difference squad rotation is really needed because suddenly you play a b team in a cup game like say we can say a carabao cup suddenly he played a b team made 11 changes and yeah. team lost because the team didn't have much uh, much football under yeah, under their belt yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly so you need you need that squad rotation you need like either you play this you need that squad you you rotate five players at a time he needs to yeah. have that balance okay so guys he's not having that balance at the time 
So going on to Shubham, uh, let me ask you: Do you think he has too many star players in the team due to which he's trying to keep everyone happy, and uh, that's why he's kind of managing time in a certain way that he thinks is right, but it's not working out for him and the team. I mean, before this season, the only stars in the team were David De Gea, hmm. Marcus Rashford. Paul Pogba, yeah. So these three, so and things were still bad, <laughs> so it was not good anyway. Now this season, Kavani, he literally played played ten fifteen games, and that too after sixty minutes. So I mean, bro, Bruno Fernandez, bro, Bruno Fernandez, what is Bruno? Bruno was there. So let's have four people, right? So in this season they have more. Prior to the season they did not had that much. Now they have Rafael Varane to satisfy. They have Ronaldo to satisfy. They have Jadon Sancho, Sancho to satisfy. So now he has more on his plate. But uh, yeah, it is something new for him as well, right? So I mean, why not? It has just been seven games and two uh, UCL games. So uh, yeah, I don't think ego or satisfaction of a player will be a problem. The only thing is getting the performance out of that. Then will be the problem. So, how are you going to get the maximum out of these bunch of players? So that will be a challenge now because you have like the entire potential of the world at your table. Just make use of that. So that will be the main challenge for him. Correct. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we, you know, we can talk a lot about uh, United and the. Uh, Problems that they're facing, uh, even with Ronaldo also there right now. You know he's such a huge figure, uh, such a you know he's like a serial winner uh, as such you could tell. And I see I I was expecting a lot of uh, uh, uplift and enthusiasm amongst the players. Even a lot of players have come out and told, okay, we have all uh, changed like this. Ronaldo has had this influence. Uh, we don't have our deserts now because Ronaldo is there, and all that kind of things. But if you see them on field, I still kind of feel they're patchy, and uh, you know that all these things that they're telling outside as such is uh, not shown on the field. And recently, I think uh, it was Rio Ferdinand or was it Gary Neville who called out uh, that you know all these players uh, posting things on their. Uh, Instagram Gary handle Neville. or Facebook handle yeah. uh, that Neville. you know Gary Neville. Okay, so he mentioned that you know these people are just using their uh, PRs and they're putting out some uh, an image that they are not because you know we've been so consistently listening to all of them come out and tell after a loss or a draw that you know this is United we will come back stronger but it's just not happening for them. And you see the same type of inconsistencies going on uh, for them. So, do you think? Okay, uh, let's come to this point. Uh, do you think it'll be good if uh, United uh, change managers now? Nihal? No, no. There's no point yeah, changing no. manager right. There's no point changing manager right now because there is no top manager available as of now because Zinedine Zidane is on a break. Uh, Antonio Conte is also on a break, but looking to join. Uh, rumors are very strong he might join Newcastle as after, the, especially after the takeover, <laughs> and uh, they are looking to sack their manager as well. 
and uh, it's a very very strong so i don't think any other top flight manager is needed right like is available right now lauren blank is not not seen him since uh, he left psg and uh, so i don't think changing managers right now is appropriate because ole right now he, know, he knows the club a lot more he has a good relationship with the players he has a good relationship with sir alex and he knows the club in and out but uh, due to his, yeah obviously you need to learn a lot from the mistakes but uh, he he needs to just step up to that and just create like just sit for and and study whatever he needs to solve over there that's it i don't think right now changing manager is an option because if another manager comes in he will have his own tactics maybe he would have he would have sancho selling away like in by end of next transfer window so he might not have a lot of players in. so why why rebuild and rebuild rebuild continuously instead of just stick to him i feel okay uh, nihar do you agree or do you have a different point uh, with jihan well you know uh, not not those times when sir alex was there where it can the rebuilding time process can uh, take place in a very lengthy way but yeah there are actually no good managers around if you ask me honestly i mean zidane if he is coming would be the best addition and conte though you are just looking at the short term success but wait, do you th- really think uh, zidane would be interested in coming to united at maybe see the ronaldo, ronaldo kind of and varan Ronaldo and Varane would might be an uh, you know uh, tempting uh, proposition for him to pick up, but yeah, obviously he's waiting for the French national team's job. Uh, so I don't think so he would come, yeah. but if United can pull that off, uh, I think it would be great for them. I think he's going to be a very good, very very good. The language, the language would be a major major problem as Zidane is very he doesn't know English at all, and it communication might be really difficult. Yeah. Between him and the players, and it has we have seen in the past it what happens like the players' communication. Like I, I don't know if you'll know like Alex Sanchez hardly knows English. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it was really difficult with him and conversing with him and Arsene Wenger. And even at United, we saw uh, he had really really problems with Jose Mourinho, and which is why he left in a very less amount of time. I guess language could be a major major thing which he could join with him. Maybe Conte would be a great addition, provided Newcastle won't snap him up right now. I will love to see Antonio Conte in, but uh, it looks unlikely. But if I had a choice, and of course, if I had to vote, then yes, of course. But because Ole has got enough chances, Ole has gone uh, enough like amount of time. He's already into his uh, third year, I guess, as a manager. And, this December uh, he... will be third year. Yeah, so and he's already got a squad. He's already rebuilt a squad. Still, um, I will still say he's already built a squad. And but with this kind of a squad, you need to win titles. And I'm really afraid if he can't do that with this kind of squad, he can't do it with the squad like PSG as well. So hmm. I guess it's really, it's really, really unfortunate to say that. But uh, I will take Antonio Conte in right now if I have the opportunity. Okay, Nihar, your opinions on that? Conte is the perfect, you know, match for United right now. I mean, Kai won't stay for long enough, but what United needs right now is a desperate need for trophies, and he does deliver them domestically at least. So right now, even yeah. I, everyone thinks United is not exactly prioritizing UCL over Premier League. Premier League is the first priority. They have to reclaim their throne back, the one on which mm-hmm. they ruled along with Arsenal for 20-30 years, and Liverpool at to an extent in 80s. 
So I do think yeah. Conte can exactly give you that, and he also won the Premier League with Chelsea in his first season. So yeah, I mean Conte yeah. is a tough guy to manage. You have to accept that he gives you the problems too. He's not an uh, people pleaser. He goes uh, evil all the time. But if you can manage that, and with the already the decent squad United have, and I don't think so, he would be having any problems with the squad United is already having. Hardly he would ask yeah. two three players to the max. That's it. But I think I really feel United should go for him before any other club snaps him up. I mean, it should be too late for them. But okay. Uh, talking about uh, managers uh, as such or taking over clubs, how about you talk about a club that is being taken over by uh, the Saudi uh, uh, group Newcastle? My God, this takeover has been going on for so long. They've been have, facing so many issues. Uh, in terms of uh, legalities, and it's finally happening now. Are you guys excited, or do you feel uh, like a little disappointed or threatened that uh, you know such a major? They're a powerhouse, you know. The difference in uh, riches is like uh, they're like valued at what three hundred and twenty billion. That is like richer than the ten richest clubs put together. The other ten. So is that a good thing for? Uh, Say the Premier League, Newcastle, uh, as such. What do you make of it, Nihar? The takeover. You know the takeover. You know what? Football is ruined, man. Commercial basis. I mean, <laughs> now though PSG and Man City have laid the blueprint, like how to cheat and get on with it. So this yeah. Brazil owners will just follow that blueprint. And I think I read it somewhere that they can actually spend up to one ninety-five million next next uh, this January or uh, next summer. Without having any FFP regulations, without having any sanctions oh on them, so one ninety five million. One ninety five million. This January. Yes. My God. I mean, it's a pretty frightening thing to see, but I really don't expect. See, even when uh, Chelsea was taken over by Abraham, yeah, Chelsea was an instant success to an extent, but uh, PSG were not that uh, successful in Europe at least because that's the pretty much the goal for them ever since the. Uh, you know the oil money came in. City also same. I assume. I mean, there that was not a big success in the first two three years. So you, people are just yeah. telling Mbappe will go. I mean, everything is going on, yeah. but nothing is going to happen of that sort. Maybe uh, outcast players in a big clubs like Coutinho at Barcelona or uh, Van de Beek on a loan at least too. I mean, yeah, you know, right? The big names who are not exactly suitable to the present clubs, they might move there. When it's a win-win really? situation for everyone, but definitely I'm not going to see any ambitious player like Mbappe or uh, Haaland or uh, you know the tout Sancho. I mean, just example making the name Sancho here. Like these players won't be moving anytime soon. So yeah, it will okay. take time. Maybe in four five years with a lot of billions to waste. I guess they will end up you know winning the Premier in ten years at least. I mean, imagine the outrage it would be. <laughs> mm. Uh, okay, exactly. Uh, like you know, all these high-profile players would not be going there, uh, but at least the quality of players going to Newcastle will definitely improve. That is for sure. Uh, you can say players like, uh, say, a uh, Dokure or uh, Thomas Partey uh, or uh, Dan James. Uh, you're talking about a team. You're talking. You're talking about Newcastle United right now, who are the richest team in the world right now, and you're. They could build a blockbuster PSG point two point zero. Uh, yeah, true. The, in terms of financial uh, power, they might be able to spend so much, but uh, we all know in terms of a club and management, 
it's not really uh, possible for them to go get a Haaland or uh, even get a Timo Werner uh, as such. It's still not they they have, they do have history on their side, but immediately it will not happen. It will have to be gradual, and it's definitely not going to happen in January as uh, such. Uh, so you're going to see more of these kind of players uh, go there first, uh, lay the footprint uh, for bigger stars to come in the coming years. It will definitely happen, but I don't think it will happen immediately as such. So fun Even fact about it, this, uh, yeah, the fun fact about this new owner, I guess, Mohammed bin Salman, is that he is a very big admirer of Anthony Martial and he wants him at Newcastle at <laughs> any cost in January. And he started raiding him already. So I am already all guns and saying, please take him. Like then, obviously, he's another oil money club. So obviously, United will go for a good amount of money. They would obviously quote a ridiculous 60, 70 million for him, which will obviously be negotiable. Yeah. And obviously, as you know, how Saudi clubs uh, trade and transfers, as we've seen how PSG and Man City also deal. They give any amount the player is asked for. And... Uh, Initially, so yeah. initially, so I guess the transfer. If this is done, it will be really, really beneficial for United as well. I mean, with if, if even if United gets fifty million, whatever they got bought him for, uh, mm-hmm. in, in the transfer market a few years back. So even with that, we could buy a good, good, good left winger or and and a good cent CDM. So I guess it will be really, really good. Good. It will be a really good transfer. A really good transfer. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it will be better for him, Martial as well too. It will revive his career somehow. As how Lingard, uh, how Lingard was uh, a couple of years back. He had a well, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, but what do you make of it in terms of uh, say the European Super League uh, that was, uh, you know, so fiercely uh, rebelled against? Does this not come fall in similar uh, uh, region, Jehan? European Super League would have snatched the entire all like entire all leagues. Like you can say German Bundesliga would have shaken Bundesliga, La Liga, Serie English Premier League, every league. But this is just a particular club. I mean, we have an oil money club like PSG, we have we have Arsenal as well. They have Saudi owners, but unfortunately they're not living up to that. Uh, we have Manchester City, who are the richest club in Premier League, not anymore, but uh, I guess mm-hmm. it is not exactly a super league. They are still having the same rules. They are playing under UEFA. They are playing FIA again, uh, like uh, tournaments like Carabao Cups, FA, FA Cups, uh, under it, which comes under UEFA and FIFA as well. So I really don't think the super, it is kind of some of a super league or something. It is just an, a particular owner coming and buying a club and putting his stake in it and trying to rebuild out of it. And just something it is because yeah. this. Like the Super League was something way different. I mean, you're just giving a token amount of 400 million to each club who just joins in. That was just ridiculous. Uh, no, uh, I compared it to the European Super League because, uh, you know, everyone were going after uh, saving football or that um, the smaller teams uh, wouldn't be dying off and there's no competition as such. And here we are seeing smaller teams just being taken over and uh, they get a huge influx of money and they become a superpower club uh, as such now. Uh, so the very reasons that we went against the European Super League was that, you know, there should be a competition, there should be a fair chance as such. But this is like contradicting to that as well, right? 
So that was uh, my point of reference for uh, European Super League. But the point is, see, I'll tell you, it is like it's seen in league in League One also. We have seen in PSG are the only team who have unlimited money. They don't have any fixed budget. They don't have any FFP rules. Nothing. They just keep on saying we are under FFP rules. We are doing this. We know what we are doing and all. But it's all baseless. They're just speaking in front of cameras. We know the amount of money they have is. I'm saying the amount of money. They, I don't have the numbers for money. They have unlimited money. They can spend unlimited money on any number of player. Like literally, yeah. we we'll see. Yeah, look at the salaries they are spending on the front three. So, so it is crazy. So yeah. it is like the only league they are saying is that also becomes kind of unfair. Like you can see, they having a galactic squad and they are playing in such a farmers league and just dominating. Like this, just lost the first game out of the ninth ninth game they lost eight wins in a row they had. So it is mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. And even Man City, you can see, but but luckily Premier League is such a Dominating league and it is not easy for such a Saudi team also to come and tackle. We know how Premier League teams play. Like you can't rely, you yeah. can't really predict what happens. Which any team can beat any team at any time. You see Brighton with such a young squad, such a like like we say a very reasonable squad. Like hardly the the entire squad value is not even hundred million. Good. So you see they are they are fifth in the table, just uh, two point two three points off the top of of Chelsea at the top. So they are playing a really, really good football. So you don't need, I mean, money or something to build a squad in a Premier League kind of a uh, league. So mm-hmm. I guess you just need you just need that consistency. That's it. You can any team can beat any team. I feel. Okay, but this there were also uh, talks that the same uh, Saudi club are uh, trying to take over uh, Inter Milan. Yes, right? they are trying to take over okay. Inter Milan. Yeah, yeah. So imagine if, uh, say, they are able to take over uh, all these kind of, uh, cl- say, each club from different leagues. They definitely do have the capacity for it. So instead of going for uh, the individual league and the uh, trophies, like you know, as we were telling, uh, Newcastle will go out and buy all the stars now and win the Premier League. What if they're planning for something like this, like you know, they they're taking over clubs and then they will support. Uh, Say Perez in uh, the European Super League. Do you think that can happen, Nihar? Uh, can you repeat the statement regarding the Perez again? Okay, I was mentioning uh, what if. Uh, so we were telling things that uh, the Saudi club has taken over Newcastle now, and everyone expects them to buy uh, star players and win the league, become the next uh, super uh, club in the Premier League as such. But what what if instead uh, the Saudi owners are planning to take over uh, teams? They're also in talks to take over Inter Milan, and so they're taking over Newcastle. Uh, they take over say one or two more clubs because they definitely do have the potential for it. Now, if they do that from different, they take over different clubs in different leagues, and then push for the European Super League along with Perez and uh, Madrid. Or Juventus as well. You, no, you think that's that going to happen? be a long shot, but I do definitely think that uh, Super League will form its place because it's still not exactly debunked. I mean, it's not deconstructed because it's still an official entity out there. I mean, UFA can't touch it, and it dropped all its uh, so-called lawsuits against them. Yeah, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. this is kind of a conspiracy theory which might be true too because uh, 
yeah you know i mean it can anything can happen because he, this guy has 326 billion net worth so easily he can buy like 10 clubs at once so this guy yeah. has to travel around to sign that's it but yeah so they are planning of something of that coup maybe but uh, one more thing i want to mention uefa is planning to establish the salary cap for uh, you know players okay. salary yes mm-hmm. so i think if that when, comes into the picture i don't think so like you know how psg had a dream window of signing four world class players on as free agents that kind mm-hmm. of uh, windows won't happen obviously i mean you know how much these guys earn so, but i think they would uh, find a loophole anyways they can pay them in different ways or structured payments in different ways or uh, you know behind the contract deals also can be uh, done see, that's the problem they have know. yeah there's always a one leg out for any other you know lucky party over there so at least you know the damage will be controlled to some extent for some years you know new look holes mm-hmm. as time passes by clubs will breach through and yeah so the modification Correct. of rules so you know the entire ffp is actually a bullshit theory i mean bullshit uh, system half written yeah. half executed total bullshit as simple as that Well, let's see. You know how it goes actually, because uh, I really don't think Newcastle can be threatening at least for five years. I, hon- I honestly don't see because seriously, man. I mean, see the four top four in the present Premier League are the best: United, yeah. Chelsea, Liverpool, and City. It doesn't matter how much you get them. How much you it doesn't matter. It will take time, and obviously by that time, I definitely see Pep and Klopp will be leaving for sure. So maybe then, yeah. not at least in the near future. Doesn't matter. They get Mbappe, Haaland together. Correct, correct. I second your thought. I also think that you know it will take time. They're not going to immediately get all the star players, and it is a project. It will take at least uh, uh, three to five years for them to start challenging for the top four places. Also, uh, now talking about so much money in one place, let's talk about another club from another league. Uh, which is struggling uh, with cash, or uh, in terms of tying down players and results, uh, it's Barcelona. Mihar, your favorite club. Yes. What's happening in Barcelona without money or there? Oh, well, you know the debt actually decreased a bit. Thankfully, somehow uh, they were. Mm-hmm. Still, the situation is not great. Uh, it's now something around it 800 billion, 800 million. Sorry. Previously, <laughs> act, uh, so yeah, better you know something. How to say? Less shit is better than more shit. So yeah, going with that theory. Well, you know, I mean, losing the best player in your history. I mean, nothing is going to be good the next season, especially when you have a manager who is a complete moron who don't mind uh, anything about tactical flexibility and literally, you know, tell your players no, to cross the line. Ronald I mean, Koeman is. <laughs> yeah, see, he's a legend. I get it. He's a player. I get it. But dude, I mean, see, even Ole was a legend. Seriously. But yeah, there is yeah. a limit. There is a limit. I mean, see, there is a limit. See, I'll tell you one more thing. Let's see, Barcelona. Let them lose. I don't bother. But lose while sticking to your principles, the way you are supposed to play, beautiful mm-hmm. football. You're known for that. You know, lose while fighting and playing. Just don't be. Yeah. You know, against the Benfica Champions League away game. Uh, I think the mm-hmm. Dihong is the only player who is actually advancing into the spaces and threatening the Benfica's defense. So when PK got subbed off because of uh, yellow and uh, maybe a possible niggle, Dihong, mm-hmm. I don't know why Kiman moved Dihong to centre back. I mean, why did he do that? I mean, dude, can't you see he's the only player who is going forward? And, <laughs> and I mean, he complains that there are no players. And if you ask me, you know, he I think he is blessed. 
with more youngsters than Pep Guardiola was blessed at Barcelona. I mean, guy literally Correct. got young talents. I mean, you have seen right how Gavi played on that day against Italy. Yeah. He literally pocketed his idol Verratti in his, on his debut. The youngest debutant was Spain, and even Busquets. I mean, I am shocked. I was literally thinking Italy would walk through this Spain because two third of the Spain's midfield is Barcelona's, right? One being a veteran, mm-hmm. one being very young, very young, and they played. I, mean, I was thinking. So I was thinking the players are not at fault. The manager is. And yeah, I mean, uh, coming to the management here, uh, I think uh, Laporta is not exactly that ideal as it seemed so before because whatever promises he made till now are not that. Uh, he didn't keep up to them. He said Messi will stay. He'll offer him a bumper contract or something, but mm-hmm. he didn't do that. Messi left, and now he is cribbing that he is expecting Messi to stay till the last day and till that he'll Messi will play for free. What kind of a professional are you? I just want to question him that. I mean, how can you expect a professional player? I mean, was how to say more best highest player. paid, highest paid player? No, no, the best is something out of okay. it. I'm not going to talk about that. But he is the world's highest paid player mm. prior to this, and yeah, he is ready to take 50% pay cut just because mm. he loves the club and everything, and you expect him to play for free. What is wrong with you? And yeah, I mean, say I don't blame him for the financial. Uh, uh imbalance uh, the previous one was the the previous board was responsible for that but yeah you go you let messi go i get it that you don't want to sign the cvc deal everything is cool but why do you keep dragging him into this like you know why are you uttering messi's name again and again now i mean your election mm-hmm. agenda was done and you won so you need not you don't need messi anymore people don't exactly <laughs> have grudge on you i mean i mean obviously it's out of everyone's hands at that time and yeah, coming to the on-field performance, as I mentioned, Barcelona were playing pathetic, and I don't know why they signed Luke Biong. And there were rumors that he will be sacked and Kiman, and it's very, it's looking very likely that Barcelona might go to Europa now because they still didn't open their attack, open their account, and they will definitely lose that uh, Allianz Arena on match day six. So they have only three games and nine points <laughs> to secure to secure that second place. My yeah, God! Imagine that, Barcelona also in uh, Europa League. Yes, yeah, it's so, not only United. But, see, that's the problem here because Xavi is ready to come. Uh, yes, only Xavi is willing to come, and I think Kiman was given three games time now. Okay, let's uh, hear from Jehan about um, say a little bit of La Liga. Talk about Barcelona being seventh uh, in the league and Real Madrid uh, topping. They seem very strong. Along with Atletico and Real Sociedad, all of them uh, tied on points up top. Uh, what do you make of it, Jahan? I think the manager also counts and squad depth also counts a bit. I mean, I thought at once uh, Real Madrid will be the team who will struggle the most uh, this season because obviously the two pillars left, uh, Ran and Ramos. And yeah. uh, it was really shocking to see both of them leaving in a single transfer window. So I really thought, uh, I mean, it is really going to be difficult for them to so, like even match top six, but they are topping the table. That is really very shocking for me. But the thing mm-hmm. is, I have seen with Real is if they are they are conceding too many goals, but that is for sure. They're conceding mm. too many amount of goals because of the, obviously the lack of defense. They don't have proper CVs and uh, left backs. Uh, Marcelo is injured, and they don't have a proper right back. Again, Carvajal is injured, so Carvajal. yeah, Carvajal is gone. So they don't have a proper right back also. So still, with that kind of a squad, they are 
like uh, maintaining a very very good record obviously carlo ancelotti is brought back for, for his second managerial like tenure and he knows the he knows the club in and out and he has managed uh, squad rotations perfectly and they are scoring mm. goals on the other hand as well so that is also a very very crucial thing i mean they are taking chances they are scoring five goals six goals in a match like benzema is on a very very top level i have never seen benzema yeah. at this kind of level like obviously uh, during bale and ronaldo when they were there at real obviously he was undershadowed a lot many times and obviously because that time balan dior was just up between messi ronaldo messi ronaldo all the time but benzema is just proving something brilliant i mean he's absolutely sensational but there i mean he's he's proving that he is the icon of real madrid right now and he is just taking them ahead 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 yeah he is he's taking the club single handedly and obviously uh, ancelotti is managing them well he's showing trust in vinicius who is also performing well and he already uh, top scored himself like last year he had just eight goals and already now he already has six goals and three assists in uh, say seven or eight games already mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a long season ahead and they are really they are really, really doing that kamavinga has started to score really well and okay yeah but, but just a question on Sorry, just a question on Benzema. You think uh, it was kind of wrong uh, that he was uh, not given the highlight uh, during uh, Ronaldo and Bale's time? You think he would have been better at that age, that time? Um, Had the focus see, been on uh, Benzema? Uh, see, the problem is I I don't know if I should uh, take you back to 2016 and 17 season when Benzema had. struggle struggles to score uh, even a single goal like he was uh, had a goal drought for around 8 9 matches i still remember it was against uh, alaves or real sociedad i don't remember it was one of the games i used to watch every real madrid game back then and uh, so i remember ronaldo finally ronaldo was on a hat trick and he gave the ball and real won a penalty and he gave the ball that to benzema and like for him to score and like end his drought and give him confidence because the crowd was booing benzema a lot so i guess uh, maybe yeah maybe maybe the pressure of having such a you know we to play in such a star studded team obviously the pressure is there you have ronaldo on the left you have bale on the right and you have uh, sensio as a backup you have uh, mariano diaz and uh, mora alvaro morata as your backup so obviously you have that kind of pressure to play in such a star studded team you have ramos at the back varan at the back Hamas Rodriguez yeah. in the midfield with Tony Cruz and uh, Casemiro and all. So yeah. obviously, there you always have pressure with playing such a big team. You need that things. And now he's free right now. He's absolutely free. He's having his own time. He takes his own time and he plays his game naturally. Okay. Okay. So he's had a good time. Uh, you would say he's had a good run. Absolutely. He's absolutely. I've okay. never seen Benzema this perform this well and entire stage ever. Oh, true. Uh, okay. Uh, let's talk about Atletico Madrid and Real Sociedad giving Real Madrid uh, the chase. Uh, uh, no, what do you uh, make of them, Nihar? See, I'll tell you. Atletico Madrid literally won four games this season after 85th minute. One in Champions League and three in La Liga. They are leaving it pretty late, and according to us, the preseason favorites before the season, Atletico were the definite favorites to win it all. But they are struggling, and I don't think so they can do well anymore. I mean, Real is pouncing on them and everyone. 
Well, Atletico won against Barcelona, but come on, winning against Barcelona, I mean, it's like it's an easy thing now for them anyway. <laughs> well, I don't think so, you know. Uh, Atletico can actually push for it. I really think Real will go for it, though Real didn't win any of its last three games. I think it's just a minor blip in form. But yeah, mm-hmm. so Atletico is, uh, I would to say, they got so many stars now. I mean, their attacking front is scary, man. Having Suarez, Suarez. Uh, Griezmann. I mean, yeah, it's sometimes not that good to have so many players in one department, especially when you're not known for that department. You know, they are actually defensively sound team. Uh, so, you know, it's going to create some tactical problems for uh, the manager, for sure, because he was never actually deployed any of the attacking uh, formations till now. He has never been, I mean, it's always his style of play, even in knockouts in UCL. They go out with that defensive approach and try to close out the ties. Unless mm-hmm. Ronaldo is in other team or Chelsea last year. Except that, I think he pretty much succeeded every time. Well, yeah. So, sum it up. Yeah. And Real is actually the favourites. And they will win Ancelotti when he might be the first manager to win a league title as a manager in top five leagues. Yeah. We actually can. Ancelotti is uh, known to be very uh, solid. He knows uh, to manage players and games very well. And you know, uh, one more thing I not... feel strongly is uh, in case if Barcelona gets knocked out of UCL, I think they can actually win the league because Barcelona getting knocked out will warrant uh, Kiman's exit. And anyone, definitely anyone can do better than Kiman. And uh, yeah, so I think they can have a pretty good choice because Barcelona are only trailing Real by five points with a game in hand. So. Shut that down to two. So it's not that gap, just like in Premier League. So it's not like it's out of hands right now. But yeah, I mean, things will be good if Kimen leaves. As simple as that. I want to sum that up. Okay, on that note, on a very funny uh, note, as such, uh, since you mentioned anyone can do better than uh, Ronald Koeman, uh, how about a switch between uh, United and Barca managers? You take what no, they no, give no, us. No, 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 no. Doesn't matter. It's the same thing, my friend. It's the same it thing. It is going to be the same thing. It is the same thing. Same mistakes. Like, Ole starting Fred and not starting Van der Beek, your uh, Kuman starting, uh, not starting Ricky Puig at all. No, no, no. Actually, uh, Gian, you missed the important point here. Kiman will, you know, literally beg Van der Beek to play. He's a Dutch player. Kiman I, loves Dutch. Exactly, <laughs> but my, my, my tell, tell me one thing. If he prefers Dutch players over there, okay, he prefers Dutch players. And what if he doesn't prefer Ronaldo and... Uh, say uh, Rashford up front and he needs Ronaldo but he doesn't need Ronaldo's legs okay he needs Ronaldo's head only heading requires that's and, it no 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 that, that, that's impossible like, no 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 there's no need please bright for, ideas for God's sake you know he failed with Everton after spending how much 120 million 140 million right he got sacked after spending 140, 150 years. Yeah, I really, really don't think. It's I a star-studded squad and I don't think Ronaldo will literally like he's a player who doesn't listen to anybody he you know, like he case, does, according to himself. Jian, just assume. In case if Kiman goes, he'll just Ronaldo will announce his retirement and come back as manager. He's like, fuck Kiman, I'll be the managing this club now. It's time for me. <laughs> and yeah, Ole at Barcelona, mm-hmm. man, I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe good. Yeah, imagine playing 4 2 3 Imagine Barca playing 4 2 3 1. That's the problem, I guess, at Lamas. Yeah. They really don't go beyond 4 3 3 at any point. I mean, yeah. that's something they should look after it because 433 is not something, and Pep is not using 433 much nowadays. He's breaking that down into further blocks. So, yeah, I mean, it's a thing of the past now, 433 is anyway. Well, the principles stay the same anyway. So, yeah, it's better, you know, United have Ole and we have Keeman so that both the clubs can sack <laughs> these managers and get a fresh lot of wins. 
Yeah, the legends of the club. Uh, see, that's the sad thing. If it's an outsider, it's okay, fine. But being a legend of the club, I mean, getting this much disrespect. I mean, see, Kiman is the highest scoring defender ever in the history of the game. Imagine that. He got Barcelona the first UCL in 1992. When he scored the winning goal. But see, imagine the slander he was getting. I mean, he doesn't deserve it, especially when he is, you know, when he came to the club when it is in pathetic condition last year. But still, I mean... Yeah. I mean, see, that's the simple thing. You are not at Everton anymore. You're not managing Southampton. You're managing one of the biggest clubs in the world. Same thing with Ole too. I mean, Manchester United is one of the biggest. Barcelona is one of the heavyweight. Yeah, mm-hmm. Results are important. Trophies are important. Everything is important. You can't really compromise on that aspect, at least at any point. You know, let's hope. Correct, you know, correct. I, really, I mean, I really personally think uh, well, United is in a bit better position than Barcelona, obviously. But if you oh, look yeah, at the managerial uh, imbalances, I mean, no, I'm, no, no, I'm not comparing the teams here. United outclasses Barcelona right now in terms of the team squad value and everything. But I'm talking about their yeah, position exactly. in respective leagues and UCL too. I mean, UCL's Villarreal win is uh, thanks to Ronaldo, as simple as that. We have to thank him for that. I mean, United would have been in a very tricky position because they really still have two Atalanta ties left. Thankfully, he got yeah. them and some less pressure on Ole there. Same with Kimen here, Barcelona hanging by a thread, assuming that they will lose at uh, Allianz Arena. Well, I guess, you know, we can okay, how... our uh, thing on La Liga here and Premier League too. So, All right. Um, good, good discussion on a lot of uh, club legends, tactics, a lot of money with Newcastle, no money with Barcelona, uh, United being in a better position. Uh, then Barca, let's see how um, the leagues uh, turns out to be. Let's see how the Champions League uh, turns out to be. It's still very early. Uh, stay tuned. Mm, lots more, lot of uh, matches uh, coming up. Lot of excitement to look forward for. And uh, we shall keep uh, discussing and bringing our uh, tidbits to all you ballers out there. All right. Thank you. Signing out. Cheers. From me, Jehan, and Nihar. And along with Shubham too. So take care, guys. And-